Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Caravan of Garbage, everybody. Uh, FYI, every <laughs> look, this movie, Godzilla yes. 1998, is the first movie that I realized that movies can be bad. Oh, as a do you mean right now or do you mean as a child? <laughs> no, no, as a child. Because, you know, uh-huh. I'd go and see everything and everything was great. You know what I mean? You'd, I'd go and I'd, I'd watch the Ewok movies. They were good. I'd watch uh-huh. Independence Day. Yeah. People love the first one but hate the second one. They're both about the same, as in not that great. For sure. I b- agreed. And coming into this. Yes. Do you remember the trailer, right? Yeah, look, the, everything about this, all the lead up was great. The trailer where where we see mm. it, it's it's a it's at a history museum and it's a it's a dinosaur museum. They're like, look at this big dinosaur. It's the, it's the biggest, biggest dinosaur, dinosaur. The biggest thing you've ever seen. It's so <laughs> big and there's nothing even bigger than this. And then the big Godzilla foot comes in and crushes it. And we're like, whoa! There is something bigger. We all thought. Yeah, and there was. The building that the dinosaur was housed in. <laughs> but also Godzilla. And then there was the, the, the soundtrack. The soundtrack had it had Puff Daddy, what he was known at the time, with Jimmy Page. It had Jamiroquai. It had that Wallflowers cover of Heroes. Do you remember that? It did. Every, every, every video clip. <laughs> Had them emoting while Godzilla just just tore the place up around him, and I was every time I saw that I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool, but also get out of there, Godzilla's gonna kill you. <laughs> it's the biggest thing. It's the biggest thing that exists. It's not as big as the building, but it's pretty big. Anyway, the hype was huge. Yeah, and this was bad. Boy, was it. This trailer cost $600,000 alone, uh-huh. and they cut it from the movie. It was yeah, supposed right. to be in there. They didn't even end up putting it in uh-huh. for some reason. Yeah, right. The funny thing about this movie is they, they spent years trying to get the rights from Toho to make an American version of it. Because there was going to be one prior to this, but like immediately prior, right? Yes. It was going to, and I, I've seen- went through, a few, went through a few incarnations. And I, yeah. I've seen some production uh, some some production stills and some like test models because they got to the Sam Winston yeah. studio to make stuff and they look good. It looks like Godzilla. It looks like Godzilla. Like, kind of a longer neck, I think. Yeah. Like Godzilla, yeah. yeah. You, you recognise it. Yeah, for and look, sure. We'll get into the design, okay. that is for sure. Producer Henry G. Saperstein, he came at Toho for 10 years to make he came a version. Out of threateningly. Just, yeah, pretty much. He did that thing where you're like, <laughs> you're like threatening, you shove your what, face what in gonna, their face. Yeah. What are you going to do? The, another reason that people got excited for this is because the writing by Dean Devlin, directed by um, Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich, yeah. Both of them had come off the back of both Stargate and Independence Day, which were huge oh, hits. Yeah. I still have never seen Stargate to this day. I've read the novelization. <laughs> yep. I've never seen the movie. So you've probably seen, you've probably imagined all the many scenes that were cut out. Yeah, exactly. They, they cut out in, for the final movie. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So Dean Devlin, and he has gone on more recently to 
a direct Geostorm. One of your favorite films. One of my, one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. But their idea was that it's going to be like Tim Burton's Batman to Adam West's Batman. Right. That was what they were aiming for. And I think they were also aiming for like Jurassic Park. Yes. But like gritty and cool. Yeah. I, I feel strongly that that's, that's where they were headed. But it's know? way dumber with worse characters. Oh, speaking of characters... Okay. One of my favourite things, and that I this is something that I didn't even notice when the movie came out, because I guess it wasn't in my wheelhouse or I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. In this New York City, the mayor is Mayor Ebert. Yes. And his sidekick is a guy called Gene. Yes. That's Siskel and Ebert. Not an accident. No, of course, of course, well, of course not. But I didn't. I wasn't aware of who they were at the time. Yeah. But clearly, because Siskel and Ebert, movie famous movie critics, rubbished uh, Roland Emmerich's previous films. Yes. They were like, let's put them in this. That'll as, teach him. That'll teach him. Roland Emmerich's German, so maybe this is some funny German joke that I don't understand. But it seems to be like, haha, you made fun of my previous movies. This will teach you. I'll put you in another of my movies, which is very bad. <laughs> that doesn't teach him anything. No. Like imagine if they'd made Godzilla '98 and they'd put Siskel and Ebert in it and this movie was incredible and and these two were like big doofuses in the movie then you'd be like huh they did make a great movie and you guys were wrong but they're not wrong and the other this, th- this movie's bad those two guys actually they commented on this when the movie came out they said well we're in it but he doesn't do anything with this. Like, no. we're not stomped to death or anything. They don't really make fools of themselves. It's just like a guy's like, I'm the mayor of New York. And the other yeah. guy's like, maybe we should... Bruh. And I that's mean, it. There's it, nothing to those, I mean, they those make, characters. They, exactly. They, like, they, they're they the guys who are like, well, I don't think you should evacuate the city. But I mean... Half the cast is that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's, that's every character in every one of these disaster movies. <laughs> so Toho actually gave a... 75-page dossier over to the American creators okay, for right. Godzilla, right? And these are some of the things that they uh, that they said just to steer away from. Yep. Godzilla cannot eat people, only fish. Uh, he has to have three rows of dorsal plates, no more or less than three toes on his feet and four fingers on his hands. He cannot be made to look silly. He cannot die in the movie. And all of these points were ignored. <laughs> were, were disregarded. Yeah, right. wow. yeah. Uh-huh. it's the guy who um, designed Godzilla, Patrick Totopoulos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that name sound familiar? Uh, Nick Totopoulos is uh, Matthew Broderick's character in the movie. I love that running joke where people can't say his can't name. Can't say his name. <laughs> a very simple name with a limited number of syllables. Like I just can't say it. All Roland em- Emmerich said was, "As long as he can run fast. Apparently, he can run 200 miles per hour. That's the. Uh, I mean, I don't get the sense of that because he can't catch a taxi at the end of the movie." <laughs> I mean, Everybody can in New York City. That's That's probably a thing. I've never been there. Well, exactly. It's not like it's set in the American Midwest where there's just rolling green fields that he can charge down. He's almost exclusively fleeing in the middle of the New York business district, which is all tiny little corners and whatever. You can't can't get up to 200 miles an hour. So this version of Godzilla, uh, the origin is, well, they keep the nuclear origin. Yes. Nuclear. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, But it's an iguana. It's It's a mutated iguana, yes. Yeah, it's heavily implied Mm. through the opening credits of, like, suspicious activity. The the French are bloody bombing the crap out of the Pacific. You remember that? When that happened at the start, I'm like, I remember that. Do the French have nuclear weapons? I looked it up. They've got 300. Yep. (laughs) I double-checked. Yeah, nice. Yeah, way less than others. Yep. But still some. Yeah, it also opens with Matthew Broderick driving erratically in the rain with headphones on. And I'm like, is that what they should be? Because Matthew Broderick's history with... Yeah, with... Dracula manslaughter. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Look, we're not going to get into it. But Godzilla in this, you might be wondering, where, where is Godzilla What this entire time? 11 minutes of screen time. And you might think that's not a lot, which it isn't. Mm. But apparently the new one in 2014, I looked this up, 
eight minutes of screen time. But people huh. also complained about that, I, uh, I feel. I think time. that's probably true as well, yeah. yeah. And also in the next one, it's going to be all Godzilla all the time. It's going to be 100,000 But yeah, look, I'm not, su- I'm not surprised that there's so little Godzilla in this because it looks bad and it's composited in really bad. Boy, is it. There's a scene where uh, Harry Shearer, who's the head of the newspaper, I think, or the, the TV station, yeah. is, is on the phone and he doesn't see Godzilla behind him. Yes. And that's because it's a really, really obvious blue screen. Yes. And then you can see the, the, the highlights around the yeah. edges where they've cut it, uh, cut it out. It looks so bad. The worst one, I think, for me is when some soldiers are underground and you see the big Godzilla eye. Yep. Mm-hmm. That one, for me, is atrocious. Yeah. But there's a lot of it. There is some practical shots with Godzilla. Yeah. Like, there's a bit where you see... They go into its mouth and there's uh-huh. some hand bits and stuff and uh-huh. this and that. But it's it was going to be like a guy in a suit at one point for a lot of it. But they went, no, let's let's go for something realistic. But it has aged horribly. Oh, there is a man in a suit for some of it. So apparently originally they were going to go with motion capture. Yeah. And it looked too much like a man in a suit. Yes. So instead for a lot of it, they went with a man in a suit. <laughs> Not for the running bits, obviously. No, yeah. no but for some of it, yeah. I, re- I thought it was like 10 shots or something. Like, it's not a lot, though, right? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. It's like very limited. Mm. So the original script that they discarded apparently had a lot of cool things in it. Oh, I'm ready. Uh, but this movie's already filled to the brim with cool I things. I know. Uh, Roland Emmerich said, it was something I would never have done. The last half was like watching two creatures go at it. I simply don't like that. What? Isn't that the point of yeah. most of these movies? Well, the, the previous version, it was going to be... That's what I want to see in a Godzilla movie. Yes. I want to see it smash a different monster. That's why, it's been su- that's why this thing has been successful, you know, it was successful Too many decades. 40 years yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, like the, the original version, the, the previous version of Godzilla that we're going to do, it was going to be Godzilla versus the Griffin, which is like a sort of a flying... It was it was like, I guess it was a mishmash of some of the famous Godzilla monsters. One. But it was like a flying dragon-esque kind of thing. And at the end, he was I believe he was going to tear its head off and like spike it on the top of the Empire State Building. Nice. Yeah. Like a 90s basketball reference. Exactly. Or football. Versus Charles Barkley. Versus Charles Barkley. Mm. <laughs> so, I love this bit because Wed Patrick Totopoulos. Mm. Did I say that right? Yes. Great. Because mm. I, you know, it's very difficult. I mean, it's a good joke. We've been here for hours. He's been... <laughs> Doing hundreds of different takes. When they showed it to Toho, because they had to get it approved, yeah. they were speechless and there was silence for a couple of minutes. Then they said, could you come back tomorrow? <laughs> and they thought, Kiss of death. Yeah, they thought it was going to be like, oh, we're done. But like later it was said, it was so different, we realised that we couldn't make small adjustments. Well, exactly. So they just went, yeah. all right. Because it's not like, again, for, for people who haven't seen either version of Godzilla, I guess, the original Godzilla is this enormous... Bottom-heavy... Bottom-heavy creature that stands primarily on its hind legs. Yeah. And it's just this huge beast built for... Just tearing cities down, and this new version was the, is the, by comparison is this weedy little yeah zippy little iguana creature. Yes, the thing is, there's no you can't you can't tweak that in post no. to be like make the fins a bit bigger. It won't change anything. No, I I don't hate the design. It's not a good Godzilla design. No, yeah. but the creature design on its own, yeah. when it's not moving, it, I think it's okay as a mm. monster design. Yeah, right. It's not uh-huh. brilliant. It's kind of z- xenomorphesque. Would you say that like a xenomorph? Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. That, sure. that kind of uh-huh. feel to it. These are the things I like about this movie. I've listed them. Okay. I really like the bit where it's shattering the pier when it's coming into New York. Oh, yeah. That's a great shot. Okay. There's some weird compositing with the guy running down going, "Uh, I've got too much. I've had too much that I'm bargained for or whatever. He's running. (laughs) He's got got too big a fish. I think you're going to catch the cold. (laughs) I like the bit where when Matthew Broderick comments, that's a lot of fish. 
when they pour a lot of fish. Yeah, it's a lot of fish. Harkens back to his Ferris Bueller days, but doesn't it? What is that about? Why why would you include that line? That's a lot of fish. Like, because the other guy doesn't even say anything. Just be like, well, don't, don't you know it or what? Is it like, for the, people who don't know what a pile of fish looks like? <laughs> I guess. I mean, there is a there. Are, there's so many lines that are clearly in there for dumb audience. There's like, how could a monster that big just disappear? Well, obviously, it went back into the river. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day, and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off. Whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. You got this. God damn it, son of a b- What the f*** is happening here? Or... Sales. Now, I prefer the... Don't you? And I'm sure you do too, because that's the sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. That's online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Set up Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Nix, Cotton, Magnolia. So many. Now, you might be thinking, sure, but migrating all of this is going to be a headache. Well, Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate your product, plus orders, customers, and more from every major e-commerce platform to Shopify. And look, maybe you're something like me. You know, you're one of those, don't put me in a box, people. I'm always saying that to people. I'm saying, don't put me in this box. If you put me in this box, I'm just going to have to get out of the box. You're wasting your time. Put the box away. 
And thankfully, with Shopify, this will never be the case because you get to control your brand and business. All of that is always in your hands from your storefront look to your back office operations. Because look, have you ever been checking out from an online store and you got to pull out your credit card, you type in all the numbers and you're like, oh, which, oh, this card's expired. Oh, where's that other, where's my wallet? Oh, Well, the Shopify store, it actually remembers your shipping address and payment information. So if, say, you're on the couch or I'm on the couch, we're on different couches, and my wallet's like, I, I don't even know where my wallet is, but it's somewhere else. Then I don't even have to get up. I can just stay there. I love not getting up. So stop leaving sales on the table. Switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Insert cha-ching sound effect. All right, okay, so we already know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. We all know that. We don't need to get into it. But there is something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now, maybe you're like me. You watch too much TV. People always say to you, James, you watch too much TV, you're ignoring your family. And maybe you get to the point where you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. But here's the thing, using ExpressVPN, I was able to take a look at a bunch of movies that are not available in my country. I changed my location to the UK, refreshed Netflix, and all of a sudden I could watch Dune, Top Gun Maverick, The Martian, Morbius. It was Morbin time, everyone. You see, ExpressVPN, it lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries. So just think of all the Netflix libraries that you can go through. Do you love Korean dramas? Use ExpressVPN to watch Parasite off South Korean Netflix. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works on any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube... You name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN also works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on the go or on a big screen. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows and movies, use our link right now, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet where you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Back in the river. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of going back into the river, I really like the shot where it dives into the river, takes a mm-hmm. running dive. Uh-huh. I like that. Do you like Matthew Broderick's weird beret? No. Situation? Why is everyone got a weird beret in this movie? No, I don't like it. Uh-huh. Matthew Bro- Broderick is completely without charisma in this. And there's when he's first met. <laughs> okay, but who's with charisma? Who's the- John Reno. He's I was, amazing. I was gonna and say, Hank Azaria. I was going to say, who's the, um, the Jeff Goldblum of this of this, uh, of this this movie? It's John Reno. Mm-hmm. And John yeah. Reno's hamming it up, but he's chewing the gum. He's like, I'm American. And he does it an Elvis Presley impersonation. Mm-hmm. I like John Reno a lot. Okay. I think he's good in this. He is good. What about the rest of the people who are clearly drawn from like early to mid-90s sitcoms? All <laughs> like, the other actors. Like the, like the redhead that yeah, uh-huh. first meets Matthew Broderick, like and she's the, like, "You're a bloody bit of aura." I will yeah, tell you what, look that, at this guy. Yeah, I think she was probably from News Radio, and I think, like, she, I think you're and right. the general, sort of the out of shape general guy. Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, yeah. The, I mean, it's got all the things and the wacky best friend. The wacky best friend. Yeah, yeah. there's three Simpsons 
actors in this. Yep. So there's Hank, Hank Azaria. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. And Nancy Cartwright's the one who's like, look behind you, there's a Godzilla. And he's like, I don't see anything. I'm too busy looking for a big story on my telephone or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh-huh. You know what else doesn't age well? There's two helicopter chases. Okay. One with three helicopters. And he's saying both the helicopter chases don't age well. Both of them aren't good, but the okay. second one more so. Because the second time there's a helicopter chase, there's just a hundred. And they're all darting and weaving (laughs) in between the buildings and narrowly missing each other. It's atrocious. And it's just, it's fascinating to me that they decide, in retrospect, look, I understand they they want a flashy action sequence, but it fascinates me that they went, you know where we should lure Godzilla? Right into the middle of the city yeah. and then just fire missiles and, and cannons at him. At everything. At everything <laughs> and destroy the Flatiron building and destroy the Chrysler building. It's and fine. It's fine, yeah. Don't even worry about it. Because mm. they do it twice. Like, they, the second time they lure him in, they're like, or she. Mm. The second time they do that, <laughs> yes. they're like, no, we've got to be careful not to shoot any of the buildings around Godzilla. And they still do. Yeah. Okay, but it, the thing is, it has like the lure tr- him out to like the nice part of lure him out to the upstate New York. You know, there's plenty of room for him to, <laughs> he can to breathe. Stretch you know? his legs, stretch yeah. his legs, get up to 200 miles an hour like he wants to. It has all the things in a Roland Emmerich Dean Devlin joint that we've come to know and love. Oh yes, destruction, mm-hmm. smug authority figures getting their comeuppance. Absolutely, and it's crap. <laughs> I don't think these guys have made a good film. Look, I know that's just me because I hate. Disaster movies. Mm-hmm. I hate every single disaster movie. Every time I say this, I get a lot of grief. Twister is a terrible movie. Right. It's not a good movie. And again, it's the same thing of, did you see the cow? I saw the cow! We know. We Everybody saw the-, saw the cow. Everyone saw the cow, but also everyone at this point knows you saw the cow. I know that, I, but so, people still ask me. And that's the thing about- this- I saw it, Mason. No, I know you saw it. The thing about this movie is Godzilla isn't an antagonist. No. He's just like a like a dumb animal- that wants to live its life. Yes. And they're just shooting missiles at it. Yep, yep. It's rude. It's very rude. It's richest. They should have gone, well, it's it's awful that there's this thing and we have to kill it. So let's find a way in the script to like deal with him humanely. Yeah. And then they should have realized that's not what a Godzilla movie's about at all. Yeah. Let's have another monster and have him fight it. Yes. And then Godzilla's the hero or whatever. Yeah. And it stomps mm. off into the into the night or the distance. Mm. This is the kind of shit I hate in movies as well. Like when characters aren't written like real people, because Matthew Broderick goes in to get a pregnancy test. And he's like, I need some pregnancy tests, but I need one. And he's like, I, and he names some specific chemical compounds, which is, and the person behind the desk is like, well, I don't know anything about that. You, you're a real person in the real world. Mm. And this is a person who's working at the counter of a pharmacy. You just <laughs> go in and you say, hey, I need some pregnancy tests. Like you don't need to prove that you're smart. Yeah, right. We see uh-huh. your beret. We know. We know. We, know, we, know. we get it. Yeah, we've seen you working at a computer. <laughs> we know. Exactly. And I, and I love how they justify calling it Godzilla like you need to because they have a tape of the first boat that's attacked. Well, one of the guys is on there and he's, it's a Japanese dude and he says Gojira. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or however, you, I know I've said it wrong. Don't fucking at me. All right. <laughs> And then the the newscaster is like says Godzilla, mm. but there's no way that you could make that mistake. Right. Like so, don't justify it. Just to be like, well, this is what we're calling it. Yeah. Right. Why don't? Why doesn't anybody believe that the nest is real for Matthew Broderick? Because he gets the tape stolen from his former flame. He's, yeah. He's, right. His first love. Oh, yeah, I remember. And then they're like, you're out, Matthew Broderick, and every theory you've ever had, even though you've been right every time, is wrong, and we're not going to look for Godzilla's nest, and it's definitely not pregnant. Don't even worry about it. Like, why do they disregard that? Just because somebody took a tape from his room. Because they've worked backwards. The script, (laughs) Dean Devlin, our old best mate, has worked backwards, and he's gone, okay, at the end of the movie, there's going to be a nest 
of Godzilla eggs and they're going to be right on the verge of hatching before they're destroyed. So how is it we're going to ha- say that nobody has taken any action before this? Well, we'll just say that nobody believes him. You that's could, how you go. You that's, could how just this, that's how, say, this, that's fig- how plotting works. But he could, in- he could have figured it out after he was fired and then mm. he can't get back in. So he goes and Matthew Broderick's Oh, himself. then it's bad writing is the answer there. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you mentioned the eggs at the end. Uh-huh. It's a very long movie, right? It's two. It's, like, it's two more hours, than two hours. And eighteen minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you think it's kind of wrapping up because they get out of the city, mm-hmm. and then it's just Jurassic Park with the Raptors for like forty minutes, mm. running around the bloody stadium. Again, and- Jurassic Park. Like clearly, they wanted again a, a cooler, grittier version. But you can't do that if everything about your movie's bad. Like Jurassic Park, the first time we see. The dinosaurs. It's daytime yep. in a field. You can touch them. You can see them breathing. Yeah, yeah. they're there. They're they're as real as can be. And in this, again, they just look like it's everybody cl- staring at a green screen. It's clear also with the baby ones, mm. the ones that are puppets and ones that yeah, aren't. Right. It's uh-huh. very evident. Mm. And sometimes they'll 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 eat you and get up right close. And other times, like a chandelier will drop and they'll they'll just step right back. Yes. Like you know what I mean. Like they <laughs> yep. don't feel like a threat because they're in the Eat the French. <laughs> that no, yeah, that nobody sure. knows the and names of. Who amongst us is the French? You know what I mean? <laughs> but it leads into that street chase I was talking about with the taxi. And this is another example of dialogue in it. They go into the, the mouth of Godzilla and then they're like, We're in its mouth! We're in its mouth! <laughs> like we all see it. Yeah. And everybody in the car knows that you're in its mouth. It's an unnecessary piece of dialogue. Uh-huh. And then they shoot it to death. <laughs> the- yeah. And again, like traditionally Godzilla. Invulnerable to to all mortal weapons. Yeah, that's that's the, a key element of this of this being. But nah, just shoot some missiles at it. I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we know now that this is not considered a real version of Godzilla in canon. Yes, so, there there is a different version of Godzilla. Yeah. So this this was referred to, I believe, by a reviewer at the time as Gino mm-hmm. Godzilla in name only. Yeah, uh, and uh, the the Japanese creators of Godzilla have taken referring to a version of this character as Zilla. Yes, because the god is the the god has been taken away is what they say. And also I believe it's because there's a lot of Godzilla knockoff stuff in right. Japan and it's just called Blank Zilla. It's this uh, Zilla. Okay. It's this Zilla. So they were just like, let's just call him Zilla because yeah. he's a knockoff yeah, kind of right. thing. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a poor quality copy kind of thing. And we see it murdered in a follow-up Godzilla movie. Yeah, it is in... Godzilla War. For... Godzilla Final Wars, I yeah. think. Where, but, and he's dispatched in like, I want to say 15 seconds. Is he smashed into the opera house maybe? Yeah, it's, it takes place in Sydney, so I believe he is. But uh, in fairness... That's in a big sequence where Godzilla takes out a whole bunch of monsters in like ten seconds each. So it wasn't it wasn't, wasn't a, just it wasn't one. just that one, but it's definitely that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the sequel because they were going to make a trilogy. They were going to make a trilogy. It was it's gonna, true, the yeah. second one was going to be in Australia, and they actually spun this off into a TV series. The only one in the world that remembers that is you. The Godzilla, yeah, Godzilla animated, animated series. series. Yeah. So the the Godzilla sequel it was gonna it was gonna make the the last remaining. Godzilla baby was going to grow up yes. and it was going to have children as well because they're born pregnant. Yep. Uh, and include, like, there was going to be a couple and a, and a runt of the litter as well. Okay. And then they, then Nick Totopoulos was going to go to Australia. It's Totopoulos. I know you said that. <laughs> I know you said that. And he's gonna, he was going to go to Australia. It was going to imprint on him. Then it was going to go to Australia and he was going to follow it to Australia. And then the, the army was going to attempt to destroy it again. And then they're like, no, actually, he's with me this time around. We kiss. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> And there was going to be a monster, I think. There, oh, you know what? There was going to be a giant swarm of bees. Okay. And a giant bee-esque monster called, in the, in the script, the Queen Bitch. 
Yeah. So who was, says there's no good female roles in Hollywood? Absolutely. So that was <laughs> oh, gonna, so that was going to happen, but then it didn't because obviously nobody yeah. cared. So instead, it was turned into an animated series where the the final remaining baby Godzilla again imprints on Matthew Broderick's character and then grows up to be a giant Godzilla that is now uh, sterile. So there's going to be no more Godzillas, and then it fights the original. In in one episode, it fights the original Godzilla who's been brought back from the dead right. as a cyber Godzilla. Great, yeah. That so the, the really series, good. the series was, I believe, more well regarded than the movies because they were like, you know what, let's have him fight monsters every week because that's and, what people because that's what people actually say, wanted. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, there was a this movie ruined a few things. For one, good versions of Godzilla, uh-huh. like around the world, yeah, right. as well. Uh-huh. Like obviously, we didn't get a good Western adaptation until 2014, uh-huh. and even then, people argue that oh, I quite like that movie. A lot of people don't, which I can also understand why, because there's not, again, there's not a lot of Godzilla in that movie. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also, there, it's... But what it is makes an impact, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But it also killed, there was a there was a Godzilla toy line from Treadmasters. Oh, yes. Oh, and it bankrupted them. It bankrupted them, yeah. And so initially the, the sales were really good. Yeah. Because pe- people were excited for this movie because yeah. it looked amazing. They were like, where's my Puff Daddy and Jamiroquai <laughs> action figures? Give them to me. Give them to me. And now this company no longer exists. Jimmy Page with big riff action. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, nice. I quite like that song. It's it's pretty good. Also, Sony knew this was bad because the studio executives saw this movie three weeks before its release and they recognized that it wasn't going to be what they hoped for and expected it to bomb. This led to them expanding the marketing to ensure a strong theatrical opening, which happened. Like it made money. It yeah, didn't right. uh-huh. tank. Well, we were hyped. We were know? very hyped. We were so yeah. hyped. One more thing. Dean Devlin, uh, the writer of this and producer, aggressively defended this movie on internet boards. Uh, oh, this boy. is at the time. <laughs> on Usenet, probably. Telling Godzilla fans to hell with you uh, if they have a ne- negative opinion. Uh, the official Godzilla message board was shut down soon thereafter due to all the heated arguing. And years later, Devlin admitted that uh, he's recognized the movie's faults and apologized to fans in various interviews. Wow. So everybody learned a lesson, even even Dean Devlin himself. And the fans, I think, have learned a lesson because, you know what, looking back on this movie, it's not that bad. Just kidding. It's, <laughs> it's fucking so, awful. If I it's really go, bad. If I can just go back to Roger Ebert again. Because sure. in looking, because I'm like, Maya Ebert, and I looked it up, and then, of course, he's got a review of Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. This is this is his review because it was it premiered at Cannes in France, at the Cannes Film Cannes! Thank you. In France! Going to see Godzilla at the Palais of the Cannes Film Festival is like attending a satanic ritual in St. Peter's Basilica. (laughs) It's a rebuke to the faith that the building represents. Khan's touchingly adheres to a belief that a film can be intelligent, moving, and grand. Godzilla is a big, ugly, ungainly device to give teenagers the impression they are seeing a movie. (laughs) And there's an assortment of... Insults? Yeah, there's an assortment of insults that are all fair. Uh, now that I've inspired a character in a Godzilla movie, all I really still desire is for several Ingmar Bergman characters to sit in a circle and read my reviews to one another in hushed tones. Okay. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's wow. pretty good. Right. Classy stuff. Anyway, this has yeah. been Caravan of Garbage. We do this every week. We uh, suffer through one of these every week. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's a good thing. Uh, believe it or not, but if you've got something to <laughs> to recommend, mm. uh, it could be a video game, it could be a TV show, it could be a comic, it could be a movie, it could be an audio drama. It could be a novel, just kidding. We will never do a never, novel. Never, ever. Yeah. Uh, also, there's videos every Sunday, Tuesday and Thursday, and we, of course, have a podcast called The Weekly Planet, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. That happens every Monday morning, and we've got one for the new Godzilla King of the Monsters which by all accounts is better than this in every single conceivable way. There's no way it couldn't be, right? I agree with you, Mason, on that. Thank you. Thank you. And Mm. thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. And goodbye. Mm.
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.